Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about a father whose child is clearly possessed by evil spirits and wreaks havoc in an entire family are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Insidious Chapter 2. You thought we were going to say Billy Ray Cyrus, didn't you? <laughs> You know they have a lot in common in Sidious 2 and the Miley Cyrus thing because the her, her, her tongue does those crazy acrobats like the kids when their backs bend in those movie trailers. Her tongue did that the entire award show. Is that the plural for Cyrus's? Cyrie? Cyrie. Cyrie. Cyrie, I think. A gymnast have become creepy now in these movies. Yes. And her <laughs> tongue is Anyone creepy. Who can, have you ever met a Romanian? All They're a little off. Well, they that to begin with. Yeah. Right. Most ghosts are, your, are Romanian. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's what they say. That's what we've learned today. Well, they have they the accent. restless once they're dead. <laughs> we couldn't go on and on about the, the Cyri. We're a movie show. And the only movie I can think of that Miley yes. Cyrus has been in is a movie called LOL with Demi Moore. What's that stand for? I'm so old. What's LOL stand for? <laughs> OMG, I'm forgetting. Oh. And who's Demi Moore? Oh. <laughs> I'm so old. I thought she was in another movie, and <laughs> yeah. she thought she was going to accept an award at the next year. Was that Miley? Oh, that's right. The one with Liam yeah. Hensworth. Yeah. She's now going to marry, I think. Oh, that's still going to happen. Who's I don't know. What? You saw her Who's dad the other Liam night. Hensworth? You should have asked him. Miley Cyrus, no? Is I, don't come to me for that's TMZ odd. news. <laughs> I am not your guy. I am the host of the movie Showcast. You heard it here first. Miley Cyrus marrying Demi Moore. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the show, part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's <laughs> empire. Now, before we begin, let me correct you on a couple of things, okay? Aristotle was not Belgian. The central me message of Buddhism is not every man for himself, and the London Underground is not a political movement. Those are all mistakes, Otto. I looked them up. You've reached, ground <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies one. and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, waiting to catch our layover. Catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and if you see the sausage being made, you know th then you're watching YouTube as well. Search the movie showcast or the movie guys when we come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on badtomato.fm Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we can also be found on WBAD.net at that time. Paul Preston here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Our special guest this week is one of the finest improvisers you'll ever see, performing and teaching all over the country, and also host of the ADD Comedy Podcast with Dave Rosowski and Ian Foley. Dave Rosowski will be here in a bit. Mr. Rosowski. And as ever, we will bring you our signature previews of what's opening this weekend in theaters. This week is Friday the 13th, so we're being treated to the horror sequel, Insidious Chapter 2 where a family finds themselves in a haunted house where evil spirits are making a mess of their kids. I swear we just saw this. Which we did, but it's from the director of The Conjuring, that's perhaps uh -huh. why. And later in the show... There was a time when I had it all. People would ask me, what was it like being untouchable? The question they really should have asked was, what happens when it's all over? Not directed by Martin Scorsese, but The Family, produced by Martin Scorsese. So it has to have the stones in the trailer. Yes. Right? <laughs> That's great. It's keeping with a great tradition. It's never a bad <laughs> bet to put the stones in, the, in your trailer. Now, is he really a, a mobster actor? I'm trying to think of all the mobster movies De Niro has done, but there's I can only think of three. Okay. Donnie, Donnie Brasco. No. He was not in that. <laughs> that yeah, was Pacino. You're making a classic was it 70s very mistake. Interesting? No, yes. no. The TV version with Tim Daly. I'm making that up. Okay. Uh, so wow. <laughs> oh, didn't you mean Tyne Daly? Tyne. <laughs> that was the animated version with the voice of Tyne Daly. Okay. Yeah, the Daily Show. 
Goodfellas and this. What's the other one? Goodfellas, Casino. The one right behind you. Godfather Part 2. They're hiding as mobsters. That's Pacino. He's a criminal. Oh, all right. No, analyze good. this, analyze that. Analyze this, analyze Playing that. Playing on his character. Yeah. Okay. And the freshman. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, uh, somebody else playing on he's their mob. He's playing criminals. Now, if he's mob, I can't remember in movies like The Score. You yeah. Know, was he, I, I don't think he was mob in so that. So he's not mob no, but yeah. Angels? But, but that's, right. we just named five key big mob movies with him playing that Which is character. why you cast him in the family. Which is great. This is a sort of antithesis to that. It's now, it's basically actually, the this looks like, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it looks like if you took Ray Liotta's character from the very end of Goodfellas on exactly. and recast it uh-huh. with uh, De Niro, yeah. you know. So basically Ray Liotta's character, you know, 20 years after Goodfellas. To live the rest cool. of my life as a schnook, is that what he calls himself? Schnook, schmuck. <laughs> one of those like words, one of those mobby yeah. words. Now you get to see schmuck the Schmuck is Jewish, that's not Italian. Schnook. Schmuck. Are we having somebody look into the Donnie Brasco thing? Oh no, oh, I think, but I Lord. think there's some uh, cross there pollination be... with some of those words with I'm the mob. Sure. My I think. grandfather would use. <laughs> yeah, Mushugana. Remember that? <laughs> Mushugana. Yes. Get that Mushugana in the trunk of the car. What's the matter with you? So and so could be a mensch. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna plot you. All right. As soon as I'm done with his matzah, I'm gonna rip your head off. <laughs> all right. Apes hey. don't read philosophy. Oh. <laughs> Yes, they do, Otto. They just don't well understand done. it. What is that from? That was a fish called Wanda. <laughs> ah. fish called Wanda. Movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but listen, we've waited yes. long enough, and fan of Insidious have been waiting since <laughs> April 1st, 2011, <laughs> for a sequel. So let's preview it. Right. Just when you thought having your comatose son kidnapped by a demon and used as a portal from hell to haunt your life could leave no permanent scars, <gasps> there comes Insidious Chapter 2. Lee... <laughs> Remember when you saw the first Insidious and you thought to yourself, hey, this isn't a half-bad rip-off slash combination of The Exorcist and Poltergeist? Well, get ready to enjoy <laughs> get ready to enjoy a not-half-bad rip-off slash combination of The Exorcist 2 and Poltergeist 2. It's hard to say get ready to enjoy with it anything is. that has well, to do with Insidious. Well, there's 12 twos in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> get ready to enjoy to two, to two, to two, to two. See what they did there? They just took the two. And <laughs> just take the two and move it around. See, and don't say see. Say we. See, I mean a we. I don't know. I, mean, I want to go home. <laughs> That's so far more appropriate than I thought it was going to be. Lee's, <laughs> Lee's obscure clip of the day. That is. Now, if the title and Webster's one. Dictionary are to be to be believed, Insidious Chapter 2 stands to be twice as intending to beguile in a stealthy, treacherous, or deceitful manner as the first Insidious. <laughs> Insidious Chapter 2 comes from the writing-directing team of James Wan and Lee Whannell, who brought you the Saw series and, obviously, Insidious 1, and who must be a riot to be around. (laughs) Now, they fashioned a career out of making 20 bucks out of 35 cents and an old button. The first Insidious was a monster hit, making almost $100 million on a budget of 1.5 and an old mitten they found on the side of the road. <laughs> James Wan was also recently offered the chance to direct Fast and Furious 7 by Vin Diesel, who said, That's the deal. Take it or leave it. And Wan was hired. Diesel, <laughs> Diesel said this because of the originality of Insidious. This ain't nothing new. I need to ask you what he just said. The first one I got to take it or leave it. This ain't nothing new. Okay. It was a joke on the originality uh, of it. Oh. This well, I would get that joke oh, I, if I, he I would enunciate. I only say that I have written here. <laughs> yeah. He's cheating. He's cheating. Right. If you remember Insidious 1, or like us, are clever enough to pass a Wikipedia entry off as common knowledge, it told the story of a charming family. Husband and wife Josh and Renee Lambert, along with their three children, Foster, Dalton, 
and Mo, we're guessing. <laughs> Wikipedia didn't really have the name of the third child, so... Dalton is the child who went into a coma that connected him to an astral world known as the Further. Oop. Or maybe it was the Father and the spirits were Swedish. Bjorn, help the Further with the goat. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. <laughs> but thank you for selling it. <laughs> All about dialects. <laughs> but after seeing the box office returns on Insidious 1, the ghosts decided they're not done with the Lambert family just yet. And this time the ghosts from the Further haunt the father, Josh Lambert. Now, he's played by Patrick Wilson, who you might remember from Watchmen or The A-Team. Or probably something better than those, but that's what I remember him from. <laughs> now, in the first Insidious, the family hopscotches from one house to another in an attempt to flee evil spirits. Well, it turns out the houses weren't haunted. It was the kid. And Patrick Wilson's character, Josh Lambert, had a Haley Joel Osment thing going on as a child, and he could see dead people. So I think the lesson here is that children are just plain evil. Indeed. Hmm. And since the strategy of changing houses didn't work before, they thought they'd try it again. <laughs> and so this time, it's over the river and through the woods they go to seek refuge in Grandma's house. And conspicuously, this is a conspicuously scary house, complete with a big front door that has stained glass inlay. There's even a large wooden staircase, a spooky basement, and plenty of creaky wooden floors, billowy curtains, and squeaking doors with old metal doorknobs. Ever notice how nobody is ever haunted in a split-level condo with ultra-modern stainless steel kitchens and linoleum tile flooring? <laughs> and from, oh yeah, her, and Associates <laughs> Casting, <laughs> this film also features September box office gold Barbara Hershey. <laughs> oh yeah, her. And like the first Insidious, the poster for this movie has the title Insidious spelled with the S-I highlighted in red. As a result, it kind of reads as insidious. See, and don't say see, say we. See, I mean a we. I don't know what I mean. I want to go home. <laughs> Why did they make that stylistic choice in font color and highlight that word? Is there some hidden hidden meaning? Is it a code, or is it just a clever nod to impending immigration reform? Hmm. Well, no, seriously, can somebody answer this? Because we have no <laughs> idea. Okay, there you go. That's <laughs> I didn't know they spelled a D with a two backwards. I love it when they. Oh, well, the mean, S probably. Right? Love yeah. slash hate that. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> I thought that's what they did on the peanuts. They put the S backwards. Little rascals did that. Oh, for sure. right. oh, the yeah. peanuts would do it too. Right. Like well, yeah, not quite the same way that that started oh. with like seven, with oh, like the right. seven as the V. Or so whatever. if you get nothing else from the movie, guys, Insidious, the chapter two, is a kids' movie. Yeah. So go out and <laughs> take your children to that movie. Take the kids. Kids but there it. is no explanation for the SI being red. It's SI. And I looked on the first poster. The first poster does the same thing. Now, I could go to these movies and find out, but I haven't <laughs> yet. We don't have time. We're trying to make fun of them. Well, now if there's two, I'm more interested. Oh, yeah? That's true. That's true. It's getting closer to Plus, the must-see. Well, yeah. Must-see is four. When there's four of something, I'm in. But, uh, there's but like it's four crickets in here. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> there is. Yeah. We also have a fly that's shooting But speaking the about camera. the house like that they arc. go to... The, the house they go to, they they just repeat everything that happened, literally, in the first one. The, there's a baby monitor moment. There's people just showing up in the living room. It's Well, th that's what the cool thing is. Now, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to Insidious. I know we reviewed it but, uh, a while back. But I went back and watched it this time because I'm like, okay, it made a... I mean, it Wait, made you saw a, the first one? No, I didn't. Oh. But, but you know, it, it was made for $1.5 million and made a hundred. I mean... No summer blockbuster. The Avengers can't beat that profit split. You know that is that is huge, 
And, and uh, so, but the cool thing about the first one, I want to why I want to go see it right now is like, yeah, okay, there's this. They find out that it's the boy, and he's a connection to like an astral world and the father and all that stuff. But it's just an excuse to do as many creepy things as you want because <laughs> because there's no rules for what that does in your world. So the baby monitor says weird shit, and then then there's like a woman in the other room. But because of course, I don't know, anything can happen because the, you know, the that rules they set up. That would drive me crazy. You know? I like sometimes when they work with the rules and they stay within the rules because then I can try to figure out what I would do. But if there's no rules, I don't know. It I seems mean, like they're really stretching for reasons to make things creepy. How often does the planes go over? Oh, so often you won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually. I'm not as intrigued by this movie as I think the two of you are. Uh, it's going to be uh, number one. That's my prediction. Two. It's going to be good timing. I, Summer blockbuster wear out is over. You know, even Riddick only made like 17 million, so this will make 17 million. That's just too well, that's summer, good timing. As you, as, you, as you have said, just in time for DVD release on Halloween. Yeah, basically. Oh, that's what yeah. they're doing. That's why this that's is coming brilliant. out now. That's yeah, true. I mean, well, it's that time of year, too, to start watching scary movies. So, like, you know, I'll watch some Insidious. Now, here's a little thing I noticed with this, because yeah. now during the, the preview, we had to choose to call the first movie Insidious 1. Now, is that forever what it's called now that a sequel has come along? Oh. You know, like you have, uh, you have Insidious, well, the Insidious 2. Well, remember in Insidious 1? Is that, is that what the you call it Insidious? now? Just Insidious. You can't just say, remember in Insidious. Like, you can't say yeah. that anymore, can oh. you? It's forever now Because you have to distinguish, distinguish it? Because yeah. if I were to say, hey, Paul, I remember in the movie Insidious. Oh, which one? The one with the baby monitor? <laughs> yes. No, no. The, the one, one with the, the baby, baby monitor. monitor. Yeah, which one? Uh, yeah. The one, the one with the, the spooky house. Yeah. Sorry, which one? <laughs> the one where the person goes into a coma. <laughs> which one? I guess I'm just thinking, Paul, is I don't know if anyone will ever say those words. Hey, Paul, remember Re- in Insidious? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I don't think that'll happen. I'm a movie so. guy. I could, I could come, stumble into that. We could, who, we could who's Somewhere. on first to these two movies. <laughs> <laughs> who's in one? Who's in one? Who's in first? It's an entirely different cast, right? Oh, maybe. No. You know. no, they somehow <laughs> got Barbara Hershey. They somehow got she was Patrick available. Wilson. And Rose Byrne was available. They somehow got Rose My Byrne My guess again. is the first time they made all that money because the actors didn't request a lot of money. And uh, so no. then now, do you think the actors up their ante? Or do you think yeah, they just said... of course they do. Well, they just right. back-ended it. And everything. they know they can invest uh, more into it because it's going to make $100 million. Oh, oh good. this has well, been advertised everywhere. We were just watching the World Cup while we were trying to write these horrible jokes that didn't go anywhere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they went out into the atmosphere. And, and they're on the side <laughs> of... Like them the judge. World Cup thing was uh, Insidious 2 all around the arena. Yeah, I mean, they're advertising the hell out of this one. Now, <laughs> now we, they smell money, blood in the water. <laughs> Recently, we talked about how important music is in these movie trailers, oh, with yeah. Lou Reed's Perfect Day appearing in the Your Next trailer. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get out of the house! Ironic music! Run! Run! <laughs> yeah, nothing good is going to no! happen I mean, that's when that starts playing. Irony pours over that song. Yeah. But it gets scarier. One huge trend nowadays is creepy kids singing in the trailer. Now, if you remember, they did that in A Nightmare on Elm Street with the one, two, three, and countless others. Now, we brought this up on our old show when The Last Exorcism Part 2 came out. And if you remember how creepy that was in the trailer. Jesus, love me, this I know. All you have to do is accept his love and let him in your heart. And you can't run from him. He's not talking about <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No. He's not talking about his art. No. <laughs> uh, but the Insidious Chapter 2 trailer goes beyond everything, parodying itself and making us feel like we've been out parodied <laughs> because it includes creepy kids singing a wide array of royalty-free hits, including <laughs> Row, Row, Row Your Boat, Ring Around the Rosy, and even a How Could This Possibly Be Relevant Tiny Tim's Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I think they went with the original recording on well, that. Well, let's, yeah. let's listen and it's find out. It's just as creepy. Thank you. 
That's that's a little creepy. <laughs> that is not us doing a bit. That is not us. That yeah. wasn't you. And then I think Lee's right. That was also not creepy kids singing. That was creepy tiny Tim. That was creepy <laughs> tiny Tim singing, <laughs> which is a whole different thing. But um, now, creepy kids singing does seem to be a trend, though, reserved for adult horror films. Yet for kids' movies, they get Randy Newman. I don't know. Why that <laughs> you know, creepy kids singing sounds like it should have a two-album disc on KTEL. And I think you are right because after the last <laughs> Exorcism Part Two came out, the whole having creepy kids sing your song thing took off. And lo, lo and behold, Creepy Kids Singing put out their first album, oh. and it shot up the charts on iTunes. <laughs> now, here's some of the songs they made creepy, if you remember. Here, listen to some of these creepy songs. Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny tree. Hippity hoppity Easter's on its way. Easter's literally coming to kill me. <laughs> I'm so scared for scared. the dead rising from the grave on that day. But they, but they weren't. A, they didn't take on just the classics. If you'll uh, recognize this song. We will never, ever, ever get back together. I like it. I like that better. <laughs> uh, well, uh, based on the huge popularity of creepy kids sing the hits. They are proving to be quite prolific. Back oh. with the second album within the same Ooh. year. KTEL will be excited. Indeed. This one's entitled Octon Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and takes on a number of the heretofore uncreeped out songs. Okay. Uh, let's listen to a few here of the tracks of popular tunes creeped out now. Oh, 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 radioactive, radioactive. <laughs> Imagine dragons were creepy. Uh, it's ooh, so creepy, ooh, I didn't even know ooh, what it was. Ooh, I don't want to go anywhere near that club. <laughs> oh, biggest song of the summer? Is it still the biggest song? If it's creepy. It's so. about to be bigger. This, yeah. This one here. I hate those blurred lines. <laughs> you know you want it. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> it is. A kid telling me I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know she has an axe in her hand. That I don't want to go. Give you. I don't want to go anywhere near that haunted car that passes me on the street playing that. <laughs> or was this the biggest movie or biggest uh, song of the summer? We're up all night for good fun. <laughs> We're up all night to get <laughs> Oh my God! I think she just got swallowed into the earth. Yeah, and this song, of course, oh. from a recent movie we previewed right here. You don't know your I want to be beautiful. Ooh, what is I like that it from? better. What is that one? You know your beautiful direction. One direction. Oh, one direction. It's okay to not know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly fine one not knowing direction. what that is. You know, they're <sighs> only so normal and everyday. Those guys. I know the new kids plus time. Yeah, just yeah. like those friends you have <laughs> who uh, who hang out at Central Perk in New York. Right. I'll be there for you. <laughs> when the rain starts to fall. Chandler, get out of the house. Chandler, get out of the house. Ross, run. <laughs> oh, good Lord. How you doing? I don't know why they covered this one, but I guess everyone knows this song. Is that McDonald's? It is. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. Desert no Donald's? Oh, my God. Yeah, the theme song? 
Oh, I'm loving it. Which yes. should be a creepy. double quarter bounder that will haunt da, your soul da, 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 and your bowels, or at least your lower intestines. <laughs> oh, and the last track I'll play for you here. This was a uh, this was a. Bonus Let me know when track. you're going there. I won't. I'm going to hit you off at the pass. Sorry. <laughs> Synergy. Synergy. Frightening. Here, the last one. This is a bonus track. Uh, I should just set it up. And play a little bit here. You got it. Now wait, is that the theme Where's song to Star Trek? No, that was the NBC Nightly News. I don't think any of us watched the news. But creepy. But creepy. But creepy. I think we just wrote a new bit. It's a bonus track. Name that tune Creepy Kid Song. Name that tune Creepy Kid Song. You know, I give I give Hollywood another month. They'll have another Creepy Kid Song in a trailer, and we'll play this again. No, I do want to say that the little girl who sings those for us is not a creepy kid. So it's it's creepy kids singing. And singing no, is she's creepy. She's game not, for doing this, right? which is awesome. <laughs> no, she was supervised by her father. Right? Well, he's creepy too. So it's <laughs> That's true. The whole clan is creepy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, available, I think, September 24th on iTunes. So be sure oh, to pick no. that up. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to take a 10-second break and be right back to preview our second release of the upcoming weekend, The Family. So hang tight. What is this I'm feeling? If you wanna leave, I'm with it. All right, and we are back here to help you with your choices at the Cineplex this weekend. So let's get uh, to the new Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer comedy, The Family. It is the charming story of a family that uh, can't help but kill people in an attempt to solve all its problems. Kind of like the Kennedys, Karen. If you are absolutely cynical about all things movies and Hollywood, then here's a premise that anybody can buy. Robert De Niro plays a mobster. I swear we just saw this. It's a lot of that this week. But that's where this film takes a right turn and plays on De Niro's image to present a different kind of good fella. A mobster retirement after entering the Witness Protection Program. The Family is produced by Martin Scorsese and directed by Luke Besson. The creative team that can convince me basically to watch a two-hour documentary on umber-burning techniques. <laughs> but if you have them collaborate on a mafia comedy action movie, well, I'll be all over that, like the film by either of those directors. <laughs> Probably an obvious analogy, really. De Niro plays Giovanni Manzoni, also known as Fred Blake, also known as Donnie Corleone, also known as Ralph the Mouth, also known as Gary the Bedwetter, also known as Johnny Alias. Probably the best name. Yeah. He entered witness protection after turning rat on all his mob buddies, who were about as happy about that as they are about the food at Sparrow. After bouncing from town to town along with his wife, played by the once again married to the mob Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> who looks like she was recently dumped from Mafia Wives of Orange County, De Niro and family finally settle in France. Yes, to offer them safety, the witness protection program moves the Italian crime family to France. The country right next door to Italy. Walking distance, people. <laughs> well, to be fair, France is also where director Luc Besson lives. Besson has shot every movie since The Professional in France. He, either because he owns a movie studio there or there's a sex crime that none of us know about. How old was Mia Jovovich oh. in The Fifth ah. Element, anyway? Ah, ah, excuse me for a minute, guys. Yeah. I'd like to point out that we could have gone with Natalie Portman there. Oh. But we didn't. So keep that in mind next time you think we've gone too far. Thank okay. you, Adam. There we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tommy Lee, Lee Jones once again plays someone haggard and short of temper. This time playing Fred's federal agent, who acts a lot like a talent agent and that he tells Robert De Niro where to go, how to dress, and who to talk to. And whether Jones is yelling at Harrison Ford, Wesley Snipes, or Robert De Niro, despite all his bombast, people really just don't listen to him. <laughs> and despite their affinity for fine wine, their secret identity risks getting revealed after the family resorts to its familiar and violent ways of conflict resolution. And oh, it probably didn't help that their assumed name while hiding in France was the Coneheads. There you go! <laughs> Probably going to take a backseat to Insidious at the box office this weekend, right? You think? Probably so. Yeah. It's a genre year. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's technically a mob movie, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like In the, the fall, it's not going to beat out horror. <laughs> I'm just giggling at something We're else. We're just laughing at the fact that Paul has a big, like, mark on his face from chasing a cricket. Do I really? No. Yeah. I, no, are you, you giggling gotta, about the cricket? No, I'm gotta, giggling about uh, something else I was thinking about. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Do I have a big mark on my face? Yeah, you, it's gone now. He's got a thumbprint. He's been chasing this damn cricket. I swear to God. That cricket could be a mob person checking in on what we're going to say about the family. (laughs) That's Adam attacking a cricket. (laughs) Adam just installed some air conditioning for us. (laughs) Yes. Does Mark Maron have this trouble? (laughs) Does that sound better? (laughs) Maybe I don't listen to enough episodes, but I want to hear the one where he attacks to kill a cricket. (laughs) All right. Now, Paul, uh, are we allowed to say that we saw this movie? Uh, oh, you saw it? Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, well, not a whole segment later, but yeah, sure. Oh, shit. I didn't read the script. <laughs> what did you see this week? <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show, Never mind. Rewind. <laughs> hey, say, did you kill a cricket? No, I'll just wait. They'll give me something to say okay, later. Well, uh, well, the conversation point I had on, uh, yes. on this, because Paul and I have discussed this before, is Luke Besson came out of the gates, right? La Femme Nikita, The Professional, Fifth Element, and then he stopped directing. And he started his studio, and then he just started producing. And he didn't direct a movie for 15 years. And, and, but in the meantime, he had produced and written The Transporter, 1, 2, and 3, Unleashed, uh, Kiss of the Dragon, like cool... Taken. Taken. Yeah. Oh, I liked that. Yeah, I did cool see that. cool action movies. But then when he went back to directing, he directed Arthur and the Minimoys. Arthur and the Invisibles? Arthur and the Invisibles, with Minimoys in France. Is that oh what my it God! Is? <laughs> Oh, my God. Le Mr. Les Miserables over here. Okay. Minimoys. Minimoys. I, don't even, I don't know what, what the Invisibles are, even. No. Okay. No, and then he directed Angel A. Yeah. First time anybody in this room has heard of that movie? Well, are you the one that called fair. it Pret-a-Porter? I've never, I've never heard of it. Pret-a-Porter? Yes. You're I the am. one that called it Pret-a-Porter? Wait, because that Pret-a-Porter. was its working title for a long time. <laughs> was it Lyle Lovett in that? Yes. Ready to wear? Sure oh, was. Pret-a-Porter with Lyle Lovett. We've and a bunch of other people. Lyle Lovett again. I'm just telling you, I like something you're saying. Sure, That sure. was my fault. I had no idea Lyle was in that sure. movie when I made that you, reference. You can, you can fit Lyle Lovett into this conversation. <laughs> and I will. You'll see. Birthdays are coming the up. The point is, will Luc Besson <laughs> bring it again? That's the question, sure. right? Has he ever not exactly. brought it? Yeah. That's Arthur in the Minimois. <laughs> was that? Where were you for the last five years? But I didn't know that was his fault. I thought that yeah. was... No, it was, that's his, it's like a 3D animated thing that he directed. <laughs> yeah. Like... After not doing movies for, like, that long. Anyway, what I have decided, I have taken a page out of Stephen Lewis's book. My my roommate, my my former roommate of many years, who used to just give movies to other directors because, and and, and the the logic that started, I think, was uh, from hell. 
He's like, is there any universe in which Tim Burton didn't direct that movie? I mean, who the hell are the Hudlin brothers? I don't <laughs> need to give them shit. The Hughes brothers. It, the Hughes brothers. Yeah. Sorry, the Hughes brothers. So yeah, maybe Hudlin. he was incognito as a different. Anyway, yeah. so I've decided that Transporter and all those. I don't. I can't. I couldn't name who directed those. I think the Hulk guy that did the second version Louis of the Hulk. The yeah, yes. I think he did one of those. I think he <laughs> did. He sounds French too. Transporter. But I'm just giving them all to Basson. Yeah, might as well. I mean, they're Basson movies. They are. He's like a showrunner. <laughs> you know what? The showrunner doesn't direct all the shows, but he, he but you ex know. executes it. He makes the storyboards, all this stuff, and then he just goes, just go make it. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be over here having sex with a supermodel because that's what Basson <laughs> actually does. Does Vince Gilligan direct every episode of Breaking Bad? No. No. But he's the guy. He's the when guy. When you talk about how great that show is. So anyway. Point well made. That's my thought on Basson. Can we go... Beat the shit out of uh, Never mind. <laughs> <being credit>. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Anyway, Fantastic. so we'll talk about this yes. more later, obviously, in a, in a bit of what did you uh, see. Now that one. I Yeah, that's cool. You've seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm Something to look forward to, Karen. Thank but we have you. to admit the family sounded very familiar to us. Oh, yes. We couldn't put our finger on where we knew it from. So we did some research and found out that it has some secrets. Mm -hmm. Turns <gasps> out that The Family is actually another movie in disguise. <gasps> Uh-oh. What? And the reason we found this out was because of our next guest, Ooh. a surprise guest we didn't announce at the top of the show. He's the proprietor of the website CineLeaks oh. and claims to have 200,000 pages of secrets that Hollywood wishes he didn't have. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. Paul, uh, you know I'm taking an awful risk here revealing myself in public in your radio showcast. I thought you said that I would have my voice modulated. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yes, let me just uh, turn that on. There we go. Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> there are a lot of people out there that want to see me dead. Oh, really? <laughs> and the modulation is good, though? Uh, hello, 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 hello. Do I sound like a woman? <laughs> No, you sound very resonant. Well, it's much better. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you. I should mention the name of my guest. We are joined by none other than Stephen Covert. Oh, <laughs> I knew you'd make that mistake. That's Covert. Oh, Stephen Covert. Not my real name, of course. No, no. What is your real name? Rich Tomolkian. God, <laughs> shit. No. You can bleep that, oh, can't sure. you? Bleep. There we go. I think it's good as new. I may have just said bleep instead of I think you bleeped yourself actually. agreeing to bleep it. I do believe that you did Apologies. That. Well, I hope so, because getting to Los Angeles required a series of scrambled telephone calls, a litany of false airplane reservations to throw off anybody who might be following me and using a mode of transportation in L.A. that not everyone knows about. Oh, mysterious. What's that? Mm. The metro subway system. Okay, now it's listen. It's underground. Thank you. <laughs> Where there are earthquakes. That's where the earthquake happens. Now, why is Hollywood after you, Mr. Colbert? It has to be in the, an earthquake in the ground. It's not an airquake. <laughs> you bring logic to the show, Mr. Colbert. She's very wise. She, she is. Yeah. She is. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in. Karen. Did you have... You had a question for me? Oh, I was wondering why Hollywood is after you. Oh, well, because obviously I know too much. Too much. Too much. Far too much. I don't belong here in the land of people that don't know much. The secrets I've uncovered could shake the very walls of the entertainment industry and reduce it to a shadow of its former self. Wow. An airquake, if you would. <laughs> a veritable airquake of secrets could erupt. Well, what, what would we recognize that change? All right, okay, all right, okay, okay. <clears throat> it might be a shade shadowier than it is now. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I don't have long. They're on to me. Well, all right, all right. What is it that you'd like to know? What are you, I think we were just talking about this. What is... What secret is the movie The Family hiding? Paul, fellas, lady fella, <laughs> what I'm about to reveal, well, you could, you could get us all killed or worse, cast us in the next sci-fi shark mashup movie. Oh, that would be bad. 
Really? Yes, really. I don't know if I want to hear this quite well. Right. I'm sorry. The cat's already out of the bag. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Katie barred the door. The HIA. The HIA. Yeah, wait, what is that? Oh, good. You took the bait. <laughs> bait taker. <laughs> bait taker. You're a fish. The HIA, the Hollywood Intelligence Agency, has gone crazy. They have crazy ways of revenge. Let's just say that Tara Reid won't be taking... Let's just say that Tara Reid won't be talking anymore. What did you uncover about the family? Paul, the family is really secretly just my blue heaven with an action climax. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It is. How oh, could is. I not have right. seen this? Right. Scoop right no, here boys, the boys, 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 right. girl boy, girl yes, boy. Yes. I've said too much already. <laughs> if they find out I've, talk, I've, I've talked, they'll tent pull me. Ooh. Well, that sounds cruel and unusual. What exactly is that? They put you in a ping pong ball suit and let you take direction from Peterburg for days. Oh, oh, God. No. I hope you don't have children watching this. Jeez. We do, because not anymore. Insidious Two is a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see. I know what the SI stands for. Oh, 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 wow. no, so that secrets like that. You say you have two hundred thousand pages of them. Pages. Pages, single-spaced pages. Yes, and if I'm killed or harmed in any way, the documents will go public. What What was that? Complete silence? Oh. Cricket. <laughs> I thought I was in a test audience for the internship. <laughs> Another Cena leaker of mine got caught and they put him through that. He was never the same. Good Lord. Uh, well, you must understand, this is a big scoop for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to give us another classified secret from the depths of Hollywood. I don't have to do anything, Paul. <laughs> oh, I would ask nicely. Then. All right. I'm about to tell you. Well, what I'm about to tell you will take down the biggest movie of all time. No. Ooh. Not. Make me work for it. Not. Or, um. Keep going. Good God. Avatar. No! Oh. I can breathe. Well, what, what could Avatar be like? <laughs> <What could> Avatar? <laughs> Avatar is not the movie you think it is. It's a lie. A fabrication. A falsehood, an untruth. Avatar is actually, listen to this. Are you sitting down? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all are. Avatar is actually dances with wolves, but in space. Oh, oh, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It was under your nose the entire time. I like dances with wolves. He is blowing my mind. Oh, good wow. God, I've Damn said too it. much. I could subject all us all to being water-worlded what? at the hands of Hollywood's nastiest interrogators. Oh. Is that what I think it is? Yes. They make you watch Waterworld with an ant who doesn't understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> Look. I'm looking at my watch. Yes. I'm indicating. <laughs> I don't have time to explain. I have to go. Oh, no. It could be listening in right now. So this is like a knock list for movies, like undercover movies? I'm pulling the schnoz glasses off of movies and hiding, Paul. <laughs> or Adam. <laughs> Did you know that Elysium is just Johnny Mnemonic in Mexico? Oh. <laughs> I knew there was something about that movie. It's, it's, it's like it was almost, you know, something else. Yes, Johnny Mnemonic. What did I just say? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. It's for, for... Johnny Mnemonic with a trucker hat. Ah, now the world knows. Wow. Wow. Big news. So are you a hero or a villain for leaking this information? Well, some to some and some to others. <laughs> Paul, I ask you, do you feel better going through life as a fan of Tropic Thunder, or do you feel better knowing that Tropic Thunder is just three amigos 
in blackface. Oh, oh, it is. I, love I know. Both of those You're right. I'm sorry. But is, right. is bringing the truth to the world worth the personal toll it's taking on you? Paul, it's tough. I'm always looking over my shoulder, looking under my shoulder, oh. looking around my shoulder. Oh my God, you have At big night, shoulders. I feel like I'm living two lives my life and somebody else's life. Like Hannah Montana, which is really just Fight Club with a Radio Disney soundtrack. What? I've said too much. I've said too much, guys. I've said oh too much. God. Hold me back from saying anymore. I'll have to restrain him. But witness I gotta hear more. It's I gotta girl. hear more. Her All skirt's right. well, in a tizzy. No, 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 no. I'll have to go into the witness protection myself. Or worse, Tyler Parody's Medea's witness protection. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no fellas, no, no fellas, no. no. And girl, fella, no. no. No, no more. I'm just lucky that nobody's seen my face. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, Paul. Oh. Well, we were recording with video the whole time. Yeah. Guess I should have mentioned that. We're on YouTube. Shit. <laughs> so, what was Rocky for? Take out a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah. It's Rocky three <laughs> plus one. Oh. And that's not even a secret. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephen Colbert, everybody, oh, founder good. of Cine Leaks. Look for him in our neighborhood for the next half or hour or so. Heading south <laughs> for the hour after that. Whoa, I think whoa, he lives. Whoa, the... stop oh, it, I've given stop away too much. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will be uh, right back, everybody. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Yeah. Brave man. Brave man. She's a woman. True patriot. And we are back and joined by our special guest for the remainder of the show. He is an improviser playing the biggest comedy festivals all over the country and host of the ADD Comedy Podcast. And you may know him from one of his more recent roles as Stephen Covert. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dave Rosowski got- is here, everybody. Gotten a lot of work out of that, Paul. Yes. Put that on your reel. So there you go. Right. Congratulations. Uh, so, Dave, uh, you are, can we call you an improv guru? Or That's no. not for me to say. Maven, Although maybe? I do have it on my, um, on my, um, uh, what is it, a bio, where somebody yeah. once said it, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll put that down there. Yeah, you should put that on your business How card. How long have you been improvising? Uh, 1980. Don't make us do math. Nin- no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll do the math okay. for you. 1984? Wow. 84, 85? Wow. So, oh my God, I'm going on 30 Was years. that in Chicago wow. or was that something you did before? I, uh, my first gig was I was uh, on the road for a year doing non-comedic improvisation in prisons across the United States. Oh, Wait, wow. t- time out. Back Shut up. up. Back non-comedic. Cool? Non-comedic so mask cool. work improvisation. <gasps> my first gig like- was at Joliet Correctional Center. Oh my God, you and Elwood. Right? Holy wow. cow. What right? is non-comedic improv? It's, 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 it's about, uh, it's rehab, it's, not, it's like rehabilitational educational. Mm-hmm. So it's teaching people about um, school. Visit, it's no, school. No, visits, how important visits are, oh, okay. and how important like not to be become institutionalized. Because when you're in there, you're like, oh, this little world that we live in. But to know that there's another world out there and keep reading and keep writing to your family. You'll never see it, but it's out there. Yeah. No, a lot of these people, you know, it's really interesting because you also uh, have to deal with like learning about their lives. And their lives are just such 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 awfulness, mm. such unbelievable awfulness. How do they respond to you? They, the you know, I thought, when I was I was 25 and I was thinking, 
here's a big nosed Jewish guy with long hair. I had long <laughs> hair at the time. And it's like, where, how, how would they, why did they give a shit about me? Damn hippie. You know what I mean? And what ended up happening was because we learned so much about them and we improvised with knowledge of them, they really connected to us. They really, really, really connected to us. And I, I felt, I felt I would walk out of there just going, I, uh, it, it's, I love my life. You know, it really changes the way that you look at, it changes the way that you look at everything. Did you ever have direct contact with someone after? Always they, they have, may direct have contact. Oh, you but I mean, after have. they left the, the prison? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. no, no, no. Saw a guy in the street like, no. no. You don't, you don't want to have any contact with them. Right. Yeah, you don't want him to show up and go, hey, you know that thing you said about me and my sister? And you're like, oh. No, but, but those guys loved us being there. And you got to also remember, uh, like, I'm going to say 90% of those guys have never, ever seen a play. They've wow. never seen a play, and they certainly have never seen improvisation, where you're where you're using language that they use. You have information. It's like being in the Second City Touring Company and going to you know a city, a smaller city like Akron, or, or or and you learn about who's the mayor, or you know learn about all these little things so you can throw in references throughout the show, uh, sort of like what you do here. But um, uh, the more you know about what it is that they know, the more connected you are with them. And it's a lot like Commedia dell'arte, where you're going to these different towns and you're playing standard stock characters. But we played um, maximum uh, joints, minimum joints. We played um, women's, like uh, women's, men's. Maximum joints. It was joint. a tour. It's all, yeah. Did you say ask was a Is tour? it a tour? It's yeah. a tour. Wow. It's a tour. We lived on a 50, 51 foot 1963 International Harvester school bus. All right, that's I cool. drove. <laughs> that is cool. I drove. That uh, was I the drove maximum one joint. One year, I drove 20,000 miles on the bus. Um, and we, we would go in and we'd have to take out everything from this bus. And we lived on that bus. And they would open up drawers and they would count screws and they would do all that because if you left anything in there, it could be used as a weapon. Oh, wow. And so it would yeah, take us. It three hours to load in we would set up it took us two hours to set up we'd do a show for an hour and then we'd have to get out and they would have to do do all that they would have to count all that shit out too and then we'd get back in the school bus and go to a truck stop or a national park and a state park and that's where we lived and made food and learned slack rope walking and juggling and kind of bohemian yeah, it's a it, was, it was an totally. awesome experience it's a but little you know renaissance what fair right 10 now. months of that and you want it, 10 months of that and you're done because yeah. it was because again these people's lives are horrible and you're one you know, month for me well, you know. probably one month i'd be done <laughs> but i'm just saying if i had to like live in a park um then there are a few people that we know uh, you know sean landry yeah yeah, yeah. sean yeah. was in the company get out of here okay, yeah that's sean cool. that's how i know sean she was in the company um, cool. but it was, you know, it's, if you want to be famous, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> no. 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 We've had some of those jobs. No, right. We did a, we did a job famous. for, uh, uh, the Crittenden center out here, that was which really was fun. Uh, a home for, well, it was a center for girls who had gotten pregnant in high school to make sure they finished their education. Nice. But they of course weren't pregnant because yay, you know, yeah. so right. we had to have a whole background check to go in and deal with these sort of fractured people oh, wow. who were right. dealing with a horrible and situation. And then we were just teaching and them that what they had to say counted. That was really what our improvisation mm -hmm. was about. The fact that they were always trying to be cool. And that's the one thing you can't be. If you're going to be an improviser, you have to just be uh, honest and right. not afraid to say what you're really thinking, even if it's goofy. And that was the one thing is when we would do the different exercises with them, we would try to get them to 
really love each other's ideas and they started to bond with each other because they're accepting these goofy little things that they say in a game that aren't all that important in the big scheme of things but the fact that other people accepted it without making fun of them was really cool that's a huge thing I mean certainly we did that in prison too yeah because you've got to keep up your guard I mean your guard is there all the time or you might get killed or you might you might get killed <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's one of those things that if anybody sees you as weak you might get killed and if anybody sees you as overly strong you might get killed and if somebody sees you as saying the wrong thing you might get killed like you would literally might get killed. You don't yeah. say yes and. You could get killed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no. And you don't say yes, yes but. You might get yeah. killed. You, you don't say deny. No and. You might get killed. Um, I did don't see, deny, motherfucker. I did see a celebrity there. I did see... Um, He's gone into story, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's the guy that killed all the nurses in Chicago? Oh, Jesus. Richard Speck? Richard Speck. I saw Richard <gasps> Speck. Uh, Why do I have Richard such Speck. a catalog of that's killers? A good, that's, a good, that's a good one. Richard and that was Speck. quick, Adam. That was that quick, was wasn't it? Oh, my God. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You got it. Thank you so dressed much. Like a clown. My sister, however, she hears this, will be very proud of me. Right. <laughs> Hopefully she wasn't a nurse. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So that's so that's that. What is that? that wow. That. So How you you, you did improv with Richard Speck? No, I didn't. I mean, you were I saw a screenplay. I'm walking down a hallway. I'm walking down a hallway, and and somebody and the guys that were with us... Uh, taking us through, they said, uh, right down the hallway, um, coming at us is uh, Richard Speck. And as he's coming closer, I'm going, how many people get to see Richard <gasps> oh, Speck? Yeah. And then, you know. Can well, I get a suggestion? to leave. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot crazy. of people have seen him, just not to live to tell about it's it. It's kind of <laughs> interesting when you think about it, when you think there was a guy named Richard Speck and he was alive. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they put him away. There's a guy named named Dahmer, and there's a guy named John Wayne Gacy. Like all they really these guys, existed. there are really, ex and I think that people don't see that that they really existed. That is the fascinating thing about true crime, and I kind of got into it in high school. It's a funny connection between me and my sister. There's a movie. There's a book called Blood Letters and Bad Men, and it's just every killer. And you just go through it and it's all these pictures and it's just so fascinating. And then one day I caught her with the same book and I was like, oh, we, we're, we, we're so alike. And <laughs> she had no idea that I had read the same book. Anyway. It's like Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so then how do you find out about Second City? How do you end up there? When because I'm from Who Chicago, was on stage and so the first time I was oh, when I, so I grew up in Chicago, so I saw oh, all those okay. guys. He couldn't help I saw it. Shelley Long, George Went, <gasps> uh, Jim Belushi, Bonnie um, Hunt. Bonnie Hunt was Bonnie Hunt was just an era before me. Oh, okay, actually, so Bonnie was before me. Uh, but you had uh, Lance Kinsey, you had um, uh, Tim Kazarinsky. Uh, who else? Oh, Mary Gross, who was, uh, who was on oh, Saturday Night Live, Mary right? Gross. And Mary I will Gross. say, Tim Kanzariski, friend of the show. Friend of the show? I this, love a, that. a man who sends us a Christmas card, yeah, so true. I can say friend <laughs> of the show. He is such a good guy. Yeah, he is. And you know he's not from this country. Oh, really? Shut up. That must be what it is. He's, yeah, I th I is think he he's, Canadian? He's Australian. Oh, well, Australians are awesome. Tim Isn't that crazy? He's Australian? He's Australian. That explains he's it. He's either an Aussie or a Kiwi, and yeah. I wow. don't want to get those two wrong, but he's one of the other. That's no, cool. a rugby people will have your head. I know. <laughs> There's right? a big difference in the rugby field. He takes field. leather balls to play rugby, you guys. <laughs> there you go. College. <laughs> college. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah. Yeah, that was my NIU experience. I went to Northern Illinois University, and I lived with all these rugby players. Oh, that's a bunch. Yeah, and we <laughs> worked on a cruise ship, and they would have the rugby game between Australia and New Zealand sent to the ship, and they'd all gather in the crew mess and just yell. That's crazy. <laughs> and they would sing these songs. It was like, da, yeah. da, 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 oi, oi, Yeah, screaming oi, oi. and chanting at the screen. Yeah. It was awesome. They were and great. who knew Tim Kazarinski riding that moped in Police Academy is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> did you, you guys did the tour boats? 
Uh, we did Disney, yeah. Or, you did Disney. We did Disney for two two contracts with the Brave New Workshop. Right. That's because mm-hmm. I knew that. Yeah, those we didn't guys do did Second it. City. Right. We did Disney. Right. Or we did Brave New Workshop. Yeah. Now Second City was. That was before Second City. Oh my God! So many, so many of those. I would rather. I, for me, I always think about if you're on a, if you're on a tour boat, you're not on a boat. You're on an island. Yeah. Because you cannot get to anything or go anywhere. Did you guys save money? Oh we, yeah. yeah, we paid, paid off bills. Paid oh, off bills. Really, we were really together. Good. That was crazy right. too. And Did you have uh, a nice room? They gave us two separate rooms, which was great because it was like college. You would go, you'd knock on the door, do your thing. Were you leave. married? Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's Disney, so we right. still oh, have right, privacy. Right, 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 but right, we had right. single Sock on the door handle. That yeah, right. it was cool. Oh. <laughs> so then I could be like, That's... see, and I go back to my room, take a shower, and have a nice trip. Right. Wash it off, you. Uh, you but Wait, you, go, you said you had. Did you have single beds, or did you have. Uh, he had a little bit bigger bed, so we'd go to his room. I see. I wish he's I'd done six, this. Three. I was a show captain. <laughs> <laughs> Start charge of schedule. It was a great. Here's something. Although you're an improv teacher, you'll appreciate this. It was so amazing to do improvisation. We did it uh, six days, and then you get a day off. And they always say, no matter what, when you're in theater, the show must go on. And that's easy to do in theater because it's written, and you're able to find little points to get you through the scenes. But we were doing improvisation, so we had structures of what the games and the interaction was going to be, but then we'd have to make up the funny each night. And shut up. My dad passed away unexpectedly two weeks into my contract. So... Here I am doing comedy, and then I find out my dad passed away. No idea it was going to happen. So they were very cool, and they gave mm-hmm. me two weeks to go home. But, but, but after two weeks, I had to go back to work and figure out how to be funny right. every night. And it was really, it taught me that if you just follow the tenets of improvisation and you listen and you just are open, be in the moment and don't, you bring, can do don't it. bring your own stuff. Don't bring yep. your stuff now, in. And it was amazing. It I really just listened to Dave's podcast, but of course I listened to Kevin Dorf and McNapier today, and I don't know which one was a story in, but did you know at the, for anybody in the audience, there was a, uh, a very famous Second City show called uh, Citizen Gate, not Citizen no, Gate, uh, um, Paradigm. Paradigm Lost. Oh, right. 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 And uh, I guess Kevin Dorf lost his dad right in the middle of. Putting that show together, right. and had to do when there was a scene where he. Uh, well, yeah, he had a gu- he. Had, it was it was a scene about about suicide and about death, and it was also a scene about a father and a son. It was it was all that stuff. Yeah, and and the great thing it's about an amazing that was, story. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's really an amazing story. But you know, Mick brings that out in people. But all these things happen. And you want to use them. You want to use this material because if you don't use this material, what are you going to use? You know what I mean? What do you mm-hmm. What are you going to use? You make up things, and it'll look false in the end product. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody gets, and you don't get a voice. You don't have a voice. That's an essential yeah. lesson of improv, right? What's well, an essential Just, essential lesson of anything, right? Of life, yeah. Because everybody, you know, well, I don't I don't work for a corporation. I don't know how people do it. I just don't know how people do it. My girlfriend works for a corporation, and I feel like how the what the how do you what how do you do that? You have to you have turn to come something to off in your brain. I but think. you also turn on the idea that you're getting a paycheck, you're getting a four hundred one k or whatever five hundred three c five nine. You're gonna have someone <laughs> to live when you retire. Exactly, yeah. and she gets like someone was just hired that she she helped bring into the corporation and she's getting a five thousand dollar bonus if this guy sticks around for three months which he will Mm -hmm. so you know it's not it's not like hey you know what ucb i'm going to recommend somebody to come to you and you're going to give me what nothing 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 nothing. (laughs) you really have to love it yeah yeah you have to love it Mm -hmm. and you have to love it and she you know for me our lives are you know I, I'm sure those people go I don't know how you do it I don't know how you do it how do you do it I gotta have a paycheck it's like great there's your trade off mm-hmm. my sister told me years ago when I was young she said what would you rather have security or freedom 
And that's like, I think all artists choose freedom. We were, and of course, they hope that we were around to security, but you got to choose Before we were rolling, Dave and I were in our lovely green room, and we were talking about this exact same thing oh. and the fact that that was the choice in the mid-90s when she talked to you. But there's no security now. I don't right. care how amazing your job is. There are wonderful places like Wamu Bank. Who would think that if you're working for Wamu Bank, all of a sudden you wouldn't have a job? Right. But all those, that happens now. Right, right. All Breaking. those corporations, you don't know what's going to happen. But there's also the idea of like like doing your show. You don't you you have a script here. I'm sorry. No, folks. we don't. Ah, quiet. Um, you have a script that describes what I do. And you have a script here, and you think that that script is going to be read. That well, you know better. But you know, but people go, well, there's At a script that it could only an idea. Of well, it's an idea. Going. Somebody but you might think add that a whole. Going, yeah, go Someone's going to add something to it. You don't know <laughs> the nuance joke. of it. You don't know if there's going to be crickets in the middle of it. You don't know any of those things. Oh, crickets. Um, so you don't know any of those things, and you think that you think that you know what the, what the hell's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know. You do. You think you know what's going to happen today. You don't know. So celebrate the fact that you don't know, as opposed to making it something that scares you, because I think that a lot of people are scared because of that. But then again, I don't have any kids. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have those. I don't, I don't have a car payment. I don't have any of those things that other people do. But, How come you talk so much? <laughs> <laughs> because you, I'm the guy that has that job and the paycheck and gave up his freedom <laughs> and uh, security. Do you really? Is he, that you? He's yeah, smart. He actually much, yeah. got Adam a job and got a bonus. I got I got he, the five oh, grand. Yeah. Yeah. I got him. The what was the job? Five grand. Uh, well, Adam and I both work in advertising at, at, uh -huh. at an ad agency, and I got him a job as an editor, and I got that check that you're talking That's about. Great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's great. And so, and for me, I don't know that you. I don't know that you work there. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. that you guys work yeah. there. So I watch, and I'm like, you're you're an artist, just there like I am. So the question of so what do you want? Uh -huh. You know, security or freedom? There's you. I think that you have both. Well, Not I'm going to take you back to because Paul had said that he, his sister asked him, "What do you want, right. security or freedom?" Right. And the, I've told the story to the people in the room before, but the, my very first acting class I ever took was in San Diego. I was living in San Diego, and the very first thing the acting instructor said to the class was, "Alrighty, class, if you want to be an actor, you have to decide right now how poor you're willing to be." And I remember thinking I should leave now because I don't do well. I don't do well poor. Are you? Were you? Is that okay for you that he said that? Uh, yeah, because I think there's a certain. I, I think what they were alluding to is that there is a sacrifice and a quality of life that you're going to have to forego for a certain period of time. Is this news? You know what I mean? Does well, anybody I was 22. go? Twenty-two. I understand that, but I think there's a lot of people like who doesn't know that actors don't make money. Um, well, I don't know if people. I think people have a very fantasized, romanticized uh, idea of what their career is going to be like. I understand, but that could go for anybody, right? Anybody, you can yeah. have a romanticized like like yeah. uh, of whatever it's going to be. Uh, for me, I hear that statement, and it causes my blood pressure to go up <laughs> only because only because. But it, but not just that. Or as as guy, an yeah. artist, yeah. as a human being, because it's like, yeah. how dare you do that to somebody? Because for me, there's there's a difference of saying that like, not how poor do you want to be? Do you understand that? An, how poor are you willing to be for how, how long? Poor and I was like, but you know what? That's six that, months. How Can many we do people, it in six months? How many people is that shutting out? How many people is that shutting uh, out? Yeah. As opposed to the idea of this is a tough life. You can make it. But I, but I, I look at, I, I hear that, and I know that it wasn't you, and I hope that you're not taking it in, 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 yeah. in a way that's stuck not with it. For I a got while, a job, so but yeah. yeah, 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 right. But there's also I the have feeling the 401k. I'm fine. <laughs> right, but I think there's a lot of people, who, you know, that you're a teacher for God's sake, man. You're a, not you, but yeah. that guy's a teacher. Yeah. He's a guide. He's a he's a seer. He's a you know he's all these things. And his the, well, the first thing that he says out of his mouth is, you know, how poor do you want to be? Because I look at it and I go, the money has nothing to do with it. How rich is your 
life going to be? Exactly. Yeah. And Gary Austin, who um, who's who's the guy that uh, that started the Groundlings, uh, and he's a friend of mine. And Gary said one uh, a couple of years ago, somebody came up to him and says and said, "Gary, you are wealthy. You are so wealthy." And he's like, "What do you mean?" It's like you have you have riches beyond money. And he said, you know what? I never really thought about that. And I, and I know that's sort of pie in the sky stuff too. But at the end of the day, I know that you have this and you probably have other things that, that give you. Um, this is it. The, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, but, you, but in advertising, there's but also a certain amount. I, I don't know what you're doing in advertising, but there's yeah. a certain amount of, of creativity in that as well. But, Absolutely but, nothing creative <laughs> in advertising. Uh, but no, this is. This is a, He's this done stand up. Yeah. Does all kinds of right. But this is, this is what I've dedicated. The we read. Yeah, this is what I've dedicated my creative effort right. to. And it's more right. than enough to keep me from you know putting a sharp. I love it. But when I hear people talk like that, I just it makes me it, it makes me go ah, you know, is it because I I see my students and I don't I don't ever think about the money. I don't ever think about what kind of money they're going to make. I'm not there. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is for that for me to be the midwife to their voice, for me to say to them, "Do you know how great you are? Do you know how awesome you are? That's Do you know the universe?" Like What's that? It's why you're like Martin. But it's but Martin Martin oh. Martin was Martin way Martin. ahead of I'm his getting time. That vibe. He was. You know, I am too. it's like Martin was ahead. Of that, I oh. was ahead of that. But Martin well, taught me and Amy Seeley and all these other teachers, uh, Mike Ross and all these other teachers that we're now spreading that stuff all over the place. But we're—it's not just us. It's also, um, you know, uh, what's her name? Marianne Williamson—is that her name? Oh yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That's her statement. Her right. statement is, you know, you're not put on this earth. Uh, I'm paraphrasing it. You're not put on this earth to think that you're no good. You're here, and and it's uh, we're not afraid. What we're afraid of is how awesome we are. Yeah. That's what we're That's afraid of. We're afraid we have power beyond our yeah. Beyond. Clearly, Keela and the Bee quote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Oh, and you that quote's in. You're Keela taking it back to movies. Good for you. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 I just wrote that. But, but you know, that's an interesting <laughs> thing, and I, I think it, I don't think we've so gone. You, you mentioned it earlier. I don't think we've gone off topic from it at all because I want to bring it back to something you said earlier about that um, when you step forward fearlessly. Right. But, I mean, to bring that back to improv, the reason I've become, I've kind of become re-obsessed with improv, and I go watch all my friends who are really, really good at improv, Craig Gikowski and Delicious Moments and mm-hmm. the 313 right. and all those right. people, um, they, uh, it, it's, the, it's, that, it's that stepping forward into the, well, I guess Marty, didn't Marty do the thing that it was the hokey pokey, right? Right. Yep. You, 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 you have step to forward, you have in. to put your whole self in and, right. and, 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 and do a up. dance that you don't, that nobody knows the, 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 the dance. Nobody right. knows There's how to no, do the dance. Nobody knows how to do the dance, right. and you all it. do it together. But that's but what it's all about. Now the dancing right. is twerking. <laughs> Martin that, would have liked that. Yeah. It's twerking. But that, but that not knowing what the next second is is the, like the most valuable gift you can give yourself in life in a weird way. Like because to be able to st- in not knowing what the next second is, you're more in the moment than than you ever will be, and that's the irony of it. Yeah. Uh, you go, I don't know what the next second is, which puts you into this second so much. You're in this second right now, and I don't know what's going to happen. And that's why everybody loves the movies. Because the movies aren't about, it's not, you know, what Hitchcock said, it's not about the gun going off, it's about the tension before the gun goes off. Yeah. Like, that feeling of, like, right now I am feeling something right in now. this moment, Present. at this moment, presently here. And and, and all you're this other stuff, alive. it's like the gun goes off and you're done. You know, you're done. And you're there's done. something about the idea of doing that in the dark with a bunch of other people you don't know. Right. Because I've been going to these uh, free screenings and I go by myself, so I sit in the room full of people I don't know and we're watching the movie. And there was just something really cool that happened during one of them. I hadn't talked to the people around me. I brought a book. And at one moment, we all were cheering right. about something that was happening. But 
it was just so visceral. What's interesting, though, is we're never alone. No. We're never, ever alone. Exactly. And especially now with people spying on us, but that's a different story. <laughs> but we're never alone in that. What you're feeling, I'm feeling. What mm-hmm. you're seeing, I'm seeing. You're in line at Trader Joe's wanting to get food. That's all you want to do is get through that line. That's what I want to do, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff. That's but you do it, it so much more funny than everybody else. That's true. <laughs> <No>. You <laughs> get through that line in a hilarious uh, way. So, did you see what he did? He brought his own bag. That's <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, guy with tattoo and handlebar mustache. You're a clerk. So then I'm curious to know what your favorite movie, we ask this of every guest, your favorite movie of all time. Oh, my God. The the movie that would come on. That you go, well, okay, I'm, well, I'm, I'm in for two hours. Right. Yeah, that's the type of movie. We, like, have I'm this, there. we have this discussion. You can have your favorite movie. Right. Or your the movie that you will watch no matter Comfort what. Comfort food. Yeah. You can have your favorite movie or the movie that you'll watch. Because they don't necessarily have to I be mean, the they're same. Just, we're they just saying different types same. of favorite movies. Yeah. Okay. There's comfort food, you know, and then there's your, like... It, I think, for me, I'm always, I always bristle at the question, what's your favorite anything? Yeah. Uh, I think that, that you know, it's, it's a... It's a and, and I know that... I mean, the moment that you say that, I know exactly the movie. You know, for me, I know what the movie is. But it's that bad, uh, you know, improv suggestion thing. I was like, what's your favorite uh, food? And it's like... Okay. My, my my feeling is, the question at this moment is, if you can eat any food right now, Look, what Dave, would it be? Dave, if you don't want to tell us your favorite movie. No, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. That's okay. All right. But you, you, I was about to say it, and you, you threw this other thing in there, and I'll, I'll go for that, too. Um, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so awesome. I love it so much. It's the first Casino Royale. Oh, oh, the one that was directed by five different directors, yeah. John Houston. It was the only non a potpourri of directors. Oh my God, it's five different directors. Wow. And the, uh, do you know anything about this no. movie? Oh my God, Herb Alpert and uh, the Tijuana Brass did the music with Burt Bacharach. The Look oh. of Love. Oh, yeah. Burt Bacharach, Hal David. Um, the music is awesome. It is oh, such a sexy. Now who? So these. All this right. is. So these are the. These are the. These are the. Um, the, so it's a 007. They have a bunch of different 007s. The all idea right. is throw Smirsh off or whatever with all these different 007s. So the 007s are Peter Sellers. Okay. He's a 007. Mm-hmm. Um, William Holden is in it. David Niven is David in it. Niven. George Raft is in it. And the guy that's in charge, the, the guy, the evil henchman. Oh, um, here's another one. Uh, 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 no one. Uh, uh, Orson Welles is in it. Yes. Oh, um, it's like the Muppet movie. Yeah, yeah. he plays back. Right? It's like expecting them to go across it, the world, was, right? Yeah, yeah and it's, it's great. So the, the main evil villain of this movie is Woody Allen. Yes. Oh one of the God. great monologues in the history that. of cinema <laughs> from him in that movie. Right. He's hiccuping, and if he, has, if he hiccups a hundred times, he explodes. And the, the in a row explodes. or cumulative? Uh, in a row. Okay, so in a row, it's it? all hiccups. Like he, like, uh, and I poured something in your drink, and I poured it in your drink, and you drank it, and it's like whoa. And it is such a sexy movie. It was a boner-inducing movie ah! for nine-year-old Dave. It is such a sixties movie, oh right? Oh my There's god! Just, oh, right. Deborah Kerr is in it. Casino Deborah Kerr Royale. plays so. She's so. Deborah Kerr is sexy in this movie. And, and Woody yeah. Allen. I mean, go to YouTube and type in Woody Allen uh, Casino Royale just to see his monologue when oh. he reveals himself as the villain. It is brilliant. It is amazing. It is classic Woody Allen, and the greatest line from it is, uh, she says, uh, uh, you're insane. He's like, ah, they called Einstein insane. No, they didn't. Well, they would have if he'd gone on like this. (laughs) (laughs) So I would just like to recommend that, yeah, go to YouTube, look that, but do not go to YouTube and look up Nine-Year-Old Boner. 
Because no. that will not get <laughs> no. you to the movie that you want to no, see. No, if you it want, if you want to hear, it, get you arrested. Nine, I would go for Spotify for Nine Year Old Boner. It's a great group out of Seattle. It's oh, a grunge wow. band. Nine Year Old Boner is a really. It's good actually a Nine Year Old Boner. It's right. a Nine. Oh my God. Boner for Nine Years. It's, yeah, it's when I was like, yeah. definitely. See, if you have, if you, yes, if you have a Nine Year Old Boner, see, see your doctor. You probably ate eight years. I had a Four Year Old Boner. It was called High School. Right. Thank you. Nice. See. See? See, he doesn't just he thinks he's a doll office monkey. No doll office monkey can just whip monkey. off a zinger, or as they would call it in the 60s, a boner, a boner. Like that. He just ripped off a boner right he, here. He just ripped off a boner right there. Just whipped out a zinger. Oh, That's like an entendre looking at itself in the mirror right there. Uh, well, let's go from your favorite movie of all time to something more current in our roundup that we like to call... What, 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 what did you see? What did you see this week? We have theme song. It's yeah. the freeze burn, right? <laughs> That's what's happening in that sound effect. Yeah. Do we go through, does everybody go through it? Oh, Whoever would like to talk, well, what did you see this week? I want to hear this movie that you were yeah, yeah, oh you my were God. going oh that angered you, that oh about what you took God. away your nine-year-old boner. Oh, my God. Uh, Lee Daniels, the butler. <gasps> Can I swear on the show? Yes, yep. That movie yeah. can go fuck itself. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Fuck that fucking movie. You hear that, Oprah? Fuck that movie. Fuck that Woo! movie and fuck anybody who goes and cheers at the end of that motherfucking movie. Oh. Fuck, I, it got me so angry. Oh, it, was such a bun- it. it was such a bunch of pablum and it was uh, manipulative. Uh, and it was like anytime, like anytime any actor has to age... Forget about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in Mr. Yeah. Saturday Night when they put on all that crappy yeah, makeup yeah. on him. Uh, yeah. Or um, what's his name? Uh, what, was the, what was the movie with uh, Russell Crowe? Um, oh, Beautiful Mind. Beautiful yeah, Mind. They, they put yeah. shitty I'll tell you makeup the worst, on. though, on a quick tangent, Everybody's All American, a movie from the 80s with uh, Dennis Quaid and Jessica Lange as this couple from high school that stayed together and they grew up th- and they had all these troubles. But a guy in their life keeps coming in and out, Timothy Hutton. Each time he comes in, he's got a different haircut from the di- whatever era they're in uh. now. So Timothy Hutton right. with a goatee. Here comes Timothy Hutton. He's balding. Here comes Timothy Hutton with white hair. <laughs> nope. And each time it's horrible. <laughs> and all you're thinking of is it's horrible. That's yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah, it takes this, you right out. This uh, was the singular issue you had with the movie? This is it. It was, um, it, uh, aside from it being, it was, it was, it was um, Forrest aging. Gump. It was Forrest Gump. Yeah. But okay, first off, City the leaks. movie is based on a based on a true story, right? True. It's based on, it says it's Lee Daniels. So it said based on a true story. So what do they do? The main character change his name. What else do they do? Add another son. Come on now, give me really, really, really. Well, really. Oh. In in small defense of the movie, Paul and I saw this at the DJ and Stephen David. Oyelowo. Ogden Stiers. David Oyelowo. The the actor that played the son uh, spoke afterwards. Uh And he did, uh, he owned up to the fact that it's kind of an amalgam of of one or two or three. They don't say that it's based on a true story. (laughs) It's inspired. Fuck him, man. Fuck (laughs) that guy. (laughs) But here's another thing. Here's another thing. Anybody that knows anything about, and and I kept watching, this is so superficial of all the history. It's just like little pieces of history, little bits of history. And and it's dangerous. Didn't it suck the 60s or the 60s? But, but this is what gets me. They have a shot of, and spoiler alert, uh, John Kennedy is shot. He's assassinated. Whoa, he was whoa, our president. Whoa. I know, right? Spoiler you had alert. A, you had a Kennedy joke earlier. Lyndon so, Johnson had um, a huge dick. So, so this is what happened. In Dallas, 
Um, Kennedy, you know, she's wearing the pink outfit. Mm-hmm. He gets shot. She goes to the hospital. He he dies, and 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 suddenly they have to swear in LBJ, right? So they want to swear in LBJ, but they say we got to get you out of Dallas right now. We don't want what's happening. We're gonna put you on the plane, and we're gonna head you. We're gonna head back to uh, to Washington D.C. And he goes, I'm not going without. Uh, Jackie Kennedy being on that plane. I will not leave here if the president is not on this plane with me and his wife on the plane with me. So when you see her dressed up, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture of him. Yeah, yeah. In. So, yeah. So this is the thing. There's a shot in this movie where they go, I don't know, you know, she... If you're wearing a blood splattered pink wool outfit, and who hasn't? Really? But you're gonna get out of it. So there's a scene in this movie where she's sitting in in the White House, and Forrest Whitaker's character says something, whatever the fuck he says, and I'm looking at going, this did not happen. This clearly did not historically happen. It did not happen. And anybody that knows anything about history, then that was just obviously one little thing that got in my craw. And they probably did that because they were trying to pull at the heartstrings. Oh, oh, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Oh, tell me what's gonna happen now. Okay. All right. Right? This is they're really it's a game. old. Uh, they're right. old, and they go through their whole thing. And their uh-huh. boy was killed. And spoiler alert: their boy was killed. And the, oh, here's another thing. Yeah. You know, there's a young man named Barack Obama, and he's running oh. for president. And everybody's on a porch wearing Barack Obama outfits. There's a Barack Obama poster. There's a Barack Obama sticker on the Just car. Just like there's, real life. Jesus Christ! I was so upset about that. <laughs> so Oprah's at the table, and yeah. she's an old lady, and it's like, fix me some tea. Like, fuck yourself with lines like that. <laughs> so she, so he goes out. And he's in the front room, and and she's like sitting there, and she's drinking her tea, and uh, and she's like, "You better come in here." And he's, like, "I'm trying to get my sweater, or whatever that fuck it is." What's gonna happen to Oprah? Oprah's gonna die before it comes she back. She fucking dies before it comes back, yep. and it's like, really, really. You know what? That was done better in that Jack Nicholson movie where he retired. About he, Schmidt. About Schmidt. That was right. done better. Right. Right. Right Fuck, that Fuck that movie. Can we do a spoiler recap? I would like to see Alex. <laughs> okay, so Kennedy's dead. Oprah dies. Another one. Son but, dies. But I can also say, I well, was one of the first people that said, Fuck the English patient. Fuck that movie. I agree. Fuck I that movie. Like and I'm watching it going, third act and you're introducing the Sikh head guy? Yeah, no. Third act? You don't introduce a new character in the third act. What the fuck is wrong uh, with if you? If you do, I won't care Dave, about him. That's Dave, all. Sikh head is probably not the politically correct. Sikh top. Okay. Is that bad? You can't say head anymore? What the fuck kind of world do I live in? Sikh head. I don't know if that's the way we want to go. Hey, and fuck Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull while we're at it. Fuck that movie if you're shitting on my childhood. I'm telling you right now. fired up, Dave. I'm telling you right now. So so in the English I'm watching the English patient. patient. Spoiler alert. I'm doing this. I'm like doing one You're like a rain man. I'm I'm doing a rain man. It's like, this movie is 4,000 fucking hours long, and you're introducing a new character in the third act. Go fuck yourself. So what happens is, I'm watching it, and my wife's going, stop it, stop it, stop it. I was married at the time. She's going, stop it. It's like, no, shut up. I fucking hate this movie. This broke up your marriage? Wait, listen. So so the movie comes up, and he's like there, and going, not a character, and then the movie stops, and then it burns. Remember when burnt movies used to do that? And I I immediately go, fuck no. No. Yes. And my wife grabs and goes, shut up. It's like, fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck that movie. If they wanna, Dude, I want to party with what? you. The movie burned? It the movie broke? burned. It and it's like, itself. ladies and gentlemen, re- yeah, it, it threw you out of it. Thank God, right. Yeah. Thank God, Ladies the movie and gentlemen, burned. really sorry. The movie's going to give you, it's like, I'd fuck you, you and your money. Shove it up your ass. I don't want the fucking movie, money. <laughs> oh, that is so That's perfect. Like I said, the movie Ultraviolet threw me out of it. 
Me and my friend Charlie. Yeah. We wanted to leave that movie so bad because it was so this Mila Jovovich action piece of shit. Uh-huh. But from the director of uh, Equilibrium, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it, so we watch it and we're like, oh, this is a piece of shit. Should we leave? Should we leave? Yeah. Should we leave? And finally the film broke and, and they're like, we'll give you your money back. We're like, Yay! it threw us out. <laughs> it threw you us out. You manifested it. You manifested it. <laughs> you manifested it. I've only walked out of, I, I, I did not walk out of that movie, but I got to tell you, Hotel Rwanda. Couldn't, I hated it. I hate it. Don Cheadle, I can watch him act. Dave, I, I, I hate to point out a theme here Too in sad. some of the movies that uh, you don't like, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, shut up! He hates no. history. This no. man hates history. He hates history. <laughs> history. That's what yeah, okay. he hates. All right. There we go. Maybe I do. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student of history, so, and I'm looking yeah. at it going, there's, there's an issue with so that. That's but what I don't even saw. know what Ho- Hotel Rwanda <laughs> well, was about. I just watched the first 45 minutes like, I don't want to watch Don Cheadle acting anymore. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Because and, and, I don't and, want to go into a movie and watch somebody act. That I want to go says into a movie. something. That was the problem, is you were watching him work. That you don't want to watch right, that. Right. That one where they're going for the Oscar, and they're just no. like, oh, oh, I'm God. all so sad. I'm oh, just so like, so much. Every Sean Penn movie. God damn it. Uh, yeah. We're the no hours. Yeah. Sorry, oh, right, yeah. right, oh, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Paul right. hated the reader. Could not deal with the reader. Oh, the reader. Oh, the reader. Reader. More while the reader. reader. Great got... movie guy's story, though. Uh, well, first of all, the reader. Did you see the oh, reader? Oh, the reader. Yeah, I saw the reader. Saw okay. the reader. Saw the reader. All right. Now, yeah. uh, my whole youth, there was Talk always... Talk about nine-year-old boner. <laughs> <laughs> my whole youth, there was always the boring Oscar film. And every year, my parents had to go see one movie before the Oscars, and they had to drag me to it. Like, for ordinary people, I was like eight. Like, great. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. <laughs> so, anyway, so 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 we're we're out one day, and we're, we're uh, a bunch of us movie guys are getting together. Like, let's go see a movie this Sunday. I am pushing, pushing, pushing for Punisher Warzone. Okay. Oh. I wanted to see Punisher Warzone so bad. Paul, being a, a, an Oscar completist, and I respected this, and I think we all did. We actually were going to see even something else. Spider-Man, I thought. Was it Spider-Man? No, no I don't think so. It was a winter thing. It was like so. an Oscar thing, but yeah. anyway. Ended up going to see... the. Re- I was like, no, that is the boring Oscar movie. I know... But I'm like, okay, I'm an adult. So we go in, and sure enough, it's that boring fucking Oscar movie. Nazis uh. and people who can't read and people who are, who are uh, you know, I mean, just everything. Retarded read. and can't read. And, and I mean, everything. They threw everything at the wall, right? And 20 minutes into the movie, Paul is literally sinking in his seat. Yeah, like, and we're sorry. all staring at I'm Paul. Sorry. Like, you know. My fault. I'm sorry, guys. But, Did you like it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. No. But, yeah. <laughs> My favorite story that came out of that, though, is like, I'm like, I can't handle this movie. I got to go to the bathroom. I just barely have to pee, but I'm like, I'm going to pee. <laughs> I get up, go to the bathroom. I'm coming back, and I, I right next to the reader is Punisher Warzone. And I'm like, all right, let me just step in and see what's going on at the same point in Punisher Warzone. I walk in, and it's there's a scene in it where there's a bunch of kids who are doing, what's that where you flip parkour. 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 parkour They're parkouring all over the rooftops. Parkour, parkour, parkour. And one of them parkours off this, this, this thing, and a missile comes in and blows him up, and you cut to the Punisher holding a missile launcher, and he drops it and picks up a gun and shoots the rest of them. And I was like, ah. And then I went back to the reader. <laughs> I mean, blew him up in the in the sky into red mist. Yeah. It's really it's a, it's a kind of a joke, really, how violent the movie is. But and anyway. they're like, "We own this town. <laughs> we yeah. own this town." Yeah, exactly. So like, what the Nazis did to Paris. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If we must make a reader comparison. Oh, the reader was terrible. <laughs> right. oh, oh, so God. that's so that's it. I'm glad yeah, that I got that's that what out you saw system. this week. Yeah, I don't. I don't fantastic. see many movies. Like, that I was saw, the best. <laughs> I saw Riddick, and Riddick was bad. But I, I, I not oh. that it's that innocuous that I can't get that feverish about it even being that bad. I, I don't know why I hated it so much, but I just I hated it so. much. Did you much. like the Notebook? 
Um, I don't. I think I went really. I think the Notebook was came out when I was at Second City directing a main stage show, and I was having such a miserable fucking time directing those people <laughs> that I was like, <laughs> I, it was a point went, of I was like, I'm point. going to go see this movie, yeah. and I went to the Carnegie. Um, no, the Esquire on Oak Street, and I was mm. the only person oh, in the movie nice. theater to see it. Yeah. So I yeah. smoked cigarettes and I watched the fucking movie. <laughs> like old school. Going, I'm going to smoke and nobody's going to fucking come in here. And yeah. I stood up and I walked around. And it's like, I'm the only person here. I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the commitments with a pizza because no one else was in there. <laughs> My friend Quinn and I brought I pizza. Going. I love Sat in the going aisle, back. eat a pizza and watch the movie. Right, right, right. And it's like talking and you get to sit in different places. How's it going? Really good. But when you're by yourself, I think, I, you know, smoking cigarettes, it was fun. Um, <laughs> But I, you know, I wouldn't see that again. I don't yeah. see many movies twice. I don't either. I don't understand owning another. I don't understand owning movies. Like, he I'm watching, it. I'm seeing all he these movies it. that you have in VHS, yeah. and I'm going, what have you, like, do you ever? Well, we use them for reference, too, though. Like, Paul will pull a movie out to pull a clip or something, but not these anymore. Like well, the DVD. Yeah, I, why, I don't know why I have in those. The, well, in the VHS era, and I think Paul would admit to this, I admitted to it and got promptly got rid of well, all we, of mine. I bought movies to show everyone how much I liked movies. Uh, and then one day right, I was like, oh, right. I don't have to fucking show anybody how right. much I like movies. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So I kept the couple that were like super rare. I got a Comic-Con or whatever and I threw the rest. You guys, there. listen. There's well, this, no, this, this group. VHS is so throwback though. I gotta hang on to it. Yeah, right? No. I've gone too far. Yeah, my VCR will plug into my HDTV. Well, now it's so much easier to get movies too back right. then it wasn't quite as easy i i have this uh, i maybe you've heard it i've heard this club called fuck that book club oh i don't know and this is the I fuck like that it. book club it's great that book that you have on your nightstand that you're not going to finish reading <laughs> fuck that book throw right? it away right <laughs> that book that you really read hard. once and you're never going to read it again you fuck clear that book. it out so exactly. a good book can come in that's exactly <laughs> but, and and, okay. and but here's the, there's also this <laughs> yes. and it's fuck those clothes club that shirt you're oh, never gonna wear. Yes, fuck that. Yes. And you know what ends up happening? You know what ends up happening? You have, you have more room in your closet. You have more Marty, room in your closet. Holy shit, Marty Demont, who we've decided you are now. Mm. Uh, he told us in class that you have to get rid of things so there's room for new things to come in. And right. if you don't wear that shirt or whatever, if you don't wear it for a year, fuck that shirt. Fuck Throw that it shirt. out. Fuck that shirt. And you know what? <laughs> fuck that friend. Oh, oh. Fuck, that fuck that friend club. <laughs> fuck that friend. Yeah. That person is toxic to me. Fuck yeah, that person. I, I that belong, person. Yeah, crazy makers. I belong to that fuck that friend club, but a very different point to that club. Oh, I bet they're not yeah, friends a very anymore. Different motivation behind right. it. Well, anybody else see anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, Robo no, Cop. I did not. No Nobody saw anything. <laughs> Robot All right. Uh, well, we saw I, the family. You saw the family. Yes. We How saw was the it? family, but yeah. Is it Luke Bassani? Or is it? I? It's Luke Bassani, but it yeah. make, it it has a uh, second act that doesn't that makes characters make, make weird choices. The the it doesn't pay off. It looks like two different movies to me. That's a good way but, to say it. But yeah. yeah, it could be the good mix, but it's not. I when I, at first I thought, oh, it's a comedy, and then when I watched the trailer, I thought. It's not. Yeah, and then when there's yeah. uh, collateral damage at the end, you're like, oh, I thought we were having fun here. Oh, yeah. no, you really? Yeah. French yeah. people? Is, is any bread <laughs> hurt? There's this uh, I didn't see there's any a, bread There's hurt. a uh, fromage car bomb. No, no, stop, stop it. Yes, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> The fromage car bomb is a horrible scene. Oh, did you drive by? I remember going. I remember in college we'd make fromage car bombs at the bar. What? We'd have fromage car bombs. Isn't that when you just fart in the car and don't open the windows? Isn't that no, what that, that is? That's a it. Dutch And then you blame bomb. it. That's <laughs> a Dutch oven bomb. And then you blame Dutch it on McDonald's. Bomb. You're like, oh, I just had McDonald's in the car. Uh, Sorry. It smells like a fart. Oh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> I'll do that from now Seriously, on. Seriously, if you okay. ever fart in a car and someone's like, Did you Here's fart another my thing car? you can do. Yeah. Just tell someone that you farted in the car. <laughs> yeah, I should probably just do that. Fuck that story. <laughs> Fuck that story. <laughs> Fuck that story. No, I do that when I don't want them to know I had McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. I come home, I'm like, honey, I smell like fart. You know, when he was talking about all that improv, I'm like, Dave is just the most positive guy. I'm going to take one of his classes and I just fuck everything. And hey, that's why but I the like fuck it. Everything, the fuck everything is not a negative <laughs> it's thing. It's freedom. No, it's right? about it's giving freedom. you room for yeah. things. You know? Yeah. That's what it's about. Because we hold on to things because uh, we people please, which I have a problem with and I try so hard to get over it. But I hold on to, oh, I'll hold on to that person or I'll hold on to this thing because I might you know, be a good right. person and get but around you to won't. it. I won't no, be a good don't. person. And here's a, but here's another thing that I love. I love the idea of like the fuck that book thing where I got rid of a whole bunch of books yeah. and I do have more room now. And, and all the shirts and clothes and coats that I'm not going to wear. Like shit from Chicago where I'm going, you know, I've, got, I've been yeah. out here for 20 years. And that parka, not only do I not need it, it's ugly. It's not in style. <laughs> no, I had it's to not fuck in style. One of my, well, I had to fuck one of my jackets because I went to, Par- uh, to Italy and I wanted a cute new jacket. The jackets are much smaller now. I look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in right. my 1990s right. jacket. Right, Not cute. Not yet. Anyway, yeah. Not yet. Fuck that jacket. All right. Well. <sighs> Everybody Jeez, exhale. That, that was, was good. Really good. <laughs> that was good. That was but we have funny. some uh, we have some final questions for you uh, yes. before you go. And a little something we call five. Uh, <laughs> said five. Uh, what? Yeah, five. Uh, <laughs> questions for other guests. Five questions for other guests. All right, Dave. So these are questions we put together that were uh, going to be for other guests. But now that you're here, we might as well ask them to you. Are you going to tell me who you're going to ask them for? Uh, you may get the idea of who they're for. <laughs> oh. But uh, it's up to you just to answer the questions mm-hmm. that we are going to put to you. So um, our first question is, uh, what do you regret most about introducing the world to twerking? Um, what do I, I, re- I regret the fact that the things that I was normally having, having sex doing is now a dance. <laughs> You know, I could see you doing that while you're yeah. having sex. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. No, that, it's not while I'm having sex. It's the way that I have sex. <laughs> so That's you, what I'm saying. Do you do the, the, you have sex up against a wall upside down? I, yeah. Who, wow. Who it? <laughs> to what music? movie was that? That was to in music. Godfather 2, right? <laughs> Fucking up the against the door. One, James Conn. Yeah, yeah, James Conn. Pam, blam, 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 And then Andy Garcia in Godfather 3 was that kid. Uh, right. From that, right. From that twerking mm, exactly. incident. Isn't that interesting? From the yeah. twerking up against the wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, historical twerk. Nickname Hinges. Dave, hey, I, hinges. I was. Um, Twerks through history. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm curious if, if uh, going forward, you feel that nudity is an essential part of your music videos. <laughs> um, nudity is an essential part because I have a big. I have, because I want people to see my junk. Your junk, okay. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> you wouldn't. I have, I, and for me, I look and I go, this is what God gave me. I have nothing to do with it. You just it, got God, lucky. God loves me more than he loves <laughs> tiny dick people. <laughs> well, this, this brings up your follow-up, Lee. Yeah. The, 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 the chafing thing? Which oh, yeah. Did you, um... Did you experience any chafing while on the wrecking ball for that last video? <laughs> Since you are Since you some, junk, yeah. some, uh, some substantial I would, curve. except I was already chafed from the twerking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck that junk. Right. Fuck, that right. junk. fuck that wrecking ball. All right, so Dave, now that you've once again wowed the world with an amazing advancement in technology and innovation, keeping your pulse on the future of communication, what color phone is next for you? Uh, uh, It's baby blood red (laughs) Sign me up I want to see that Named after the Chinese people who made it (laughs) (laughs) In honor of Dave, I was curious uh, How did you explain the loss of the Syria contract to your stockholders? Um, 
I said this. I gotta make a joke out of everything. It's like, are you serious? This is oh, a problem. Oh, I bet that lightened the mood. <laughs> they That's... love puns. The stockholders love a pun. And while they're <laughs> laughing, I'm taking the train home. <laughs> That's the euphemism for twerking. Exactly. Yes. Taking the train Taking home. the train <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, let's take the train <laughs> home. It's a new dance, actually. <laughs> uh, final question for you, Dave. Yes. Uh, what does God have against your career as a quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> God hates Jews. Oh, that is an I've overlying thing. Right. Yeah. He's God not been kind Jews. to them historically. No, no, chosen. <laughs> Fuck your chosen. Chose somebody else next time. He chose oh, your junk. Bad chosen. Yeah, th- th- he gave you that. Mm, so. A short yeah. and succinct answer. Oh, so no. thanks for playing, Dave. <laughs> uh, but stick around. We're going to have our grand finally. Uh, the birthdays oh, of yeah, those who make the movies. Karen. Because it's boyfriend week here at the birthdays. Not only do we have Dave with us, but we have a lot of hotties who are having birthdays this week. It's a very good week for movie hotties being born. Let's all start the celebration right off by wishing a happy birthday to Harry Connick Jr. Yay! Yay! Who turns 46 but can play anywhere from award-winning pianist to Broadway star. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that comic. Who apparently <laughs> plays the piano even in the pajama game, which is weird because I did that show and nobody played the piano I in love- our version. <laughs> I, love- yeah. I love all his movie. Okay. <laughs> all right. I've only seen one movie that Harry Connick had been in, but I immediately fell in love with him. Hope Floats. I was just going to say, can you name it? No. Guys? No, sorry. Hope, Hope floats. floats. No, perfect. Well, Little Man Tate, he's actually. I was going to say Copycat. But yeah. I knew it was Hope Floats. Yeah, I love Hope Floats. Now, the thing that's uh, obvious in this is that Sandra Bullock was producing the movie, and she didn't know whether or not Harry Connick could handle playing opposite her in a romantic lead in such a big part because he never really did anything before. So she flew him down to Texas to audition. After he auditioned, he caught a ride back to L.A. on Sandra's private jet and kept asking her if he got the part. He says, I was dying on my feet trying to squeeze information out of her, and suddenly she lifts her sweater up and with this naughty smile on her face, starts to take her sweater off. I didn't know where to look, and then I saw what she had done. She had written in marker pen on her stomach, You've got the part. I have been acting for about 20 years, and I've never had a producer give me a part that way. Gentlemen, You've gotten parts that way. I certainly have gotten <laughs> parts. Gotten parts. Two taking points. My sw- yes, sir. Two yes, points. Yes. A, fuck that title. <laughs> Hope Floats <laughs> is the worst title that, bad. that any movie, because it makes no sense, and, it, and you've even said you've seen it. And it I, makes no sense no, even I, that you've seen it. I did learn what that's about. It's like some other movie with a family. They're, they have all their belongings. They're moving somewhere. Steve Schultz told me this. They're moving somewhere. The plane goes down into the water, and there's, the people are kind of coming out of it, but everything they have is lost. And apparently earlier in their life, they had a dog named Hope, and they had it stuffed, and it was in the plane, and they knew it would be okay because well, they Well, this looked, sounds like a great movie. And their dog was floating. <laughs> Hope floats is nothing about this, though. Second point. Yes. Yeah. That is the second time you brought up Hope Floats in your birthdays. I That's love it. it. Oh. You're cut off. <laughs> no more. You've got to reference right. something else that either of those actors have done if we come around to this next year. No okay. more Hope Floats. Well, just <laughs> hang on. Talk directed, <laughs> directed by the butler's Forrest Whitaker. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Is a Hope Float the one with ice cream and just a little bit of. I, I want to say. I do want to say poop floats. <laughs> Pope floats. Pope well, floats. We don't eat enough protein, it does. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> All right. So, talking about taking your shirt off. Let's wish another happy birthday to the very sexy Colin Firth, 
who turns 57, but can Good play boy. anywhere from... I know, but he's still so young. I don't think I want to see him shirtless, do I? Yes. Well, not now, but or you say did. you got the part. He <laughs> <laughs> opens his pants and says, congratulations, Karen Volby, you've got the part in my new movie. That's just, he takes his pants. He's well, he's well passed out by the... <laughs> he can play anywhere from Mr. Darcy to the King of England. I first fell in love with Colin along with Bridget Jones and Bridget Jones' Diary. Now, can you gentlemen name the other movies that I fell in love with <laughs> Colin Firth in? Go! King's no. Speech. King's Speech? Okay. No. <laughs> There's other movies where he's no, very dreamy. Colin. No. He's Who's been in other anyway. No, he's Bridget, Jones been Bridget Jones sequel, of yeah. course. Yes. Jamie, do you know? Love Actually. Yes. Love Actually. Uh, Nanny McPhee. MTV's Remote Control. Yes. That's Colin no. Quinn. <laughs> Which one movies was Peter Firth in? Remember when he was a thing? <laughs> no, we did a Mamma Mia, of course. Everyone loves Mamma Mia. And a single man Valmont. where he played a, a man. gay man. Right, right. And his corgi right, dog, right. died at the beginning. You I was didn't very like sad. that movie. You don't like well, Colin Firth sad. That's what <laughs> you said. He was sad. You didn't like I did sing- like it eventually. Oh. I just hope he has four more generations of kids and they all keep the same name. So some way we can be Colin Firth the fifth. <laughs> Colin Firth the fourth is it would be the hard Colin Firth the fourth and Colin Firth the first Firth floats did you see that was that one of your no shut up now Jamie may have helped you along with this but she won't help you this time can you name the entertainment where Mr. Firth can be found shirtless on screen no I can't it's no. so yummy the entertainment yes no, it's, I, not it's not a movie <laughs> oh it's a candy? TV series oh. and he took his shirt off and I liked it did you like it yes X-Files no, close. Um, close encounters. I call it the Jane Austen porn. Uh, saving Grace. Pride and Prejudice. Uh, uh, you're boys. You would have seen this, but right, you put that no. in. You get some ice cream going. All right. And lastly, since we're talking about you Jane Austen in, porn. Try again. Hey, with the birthdays, try again. Okay. And you're let's, hired. <laughs> let's wish a happy birthday to my other favorite, Brett Hugh Grant. Oh, for Christ. Who also oh. turns 53. It's it the is week of birthdays. He's got to go away. He's this go, is he's, Hugh Grant has to do one more movie and then be done. Oh, well, okay. No, he needs to play a bad guy. Is what he needs to do. I think he's a also, bad I think guy. great bad guy. He would also be a good Stan Laurel to play the Stan Laurel movie and then be done with it. He would, because he has that kind of confused exactly. look about him. Right. Uh, he could play anywhere from a flop top to the prime minister. And I first fell in love with Hugh Grant along with Bridget Jones and Bridget Jones' Diary. Can any of you others <laughs> tell me which other movies I fell in love with Hugh Grant? Oh. Come on! Four weddings and a funeral. Maurice. A boy's siren. A boy's nine months. A boy's. A boy's. I have it here. Wait, wait, wait. wait. About a boy. A boy. About a boy. (laughs) About a boy. Yes. About a boy. Was he in the movie Siren? A bat a bat. About a boy. About a boy. No. Maybe yes, but he, he did was not in the movie Siren with the naked Elvis Pearson yes. where I fell in love with oh, him. That's exactly where that That's happened for me. Oh, that was a great naked. movie. There is right. one movie that I have a great menage a trois thing going on in my mind. It's him. It's Notting Hill, right? So he's in Notting Hill with Julia Roberts. And, and Julia Ro- <laughs> And Julia Roberts, of course, is married to Lyle Lovett, who's my other boyfriend. So you got a whole bunch of loving going on there. That's pretty awesome. But are you kicking there Julia out of the room? Movie. Yeah, we, we know. But he was I also like in Julia. another movie that I walked out of. The man Uh-oh. who walked up a hill and came down a yawn. Like oh that movie. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I never saw I, that. Terrible. Right. that movie. Terrible. Fuck that movie. <laughs> that was a movie that was showing in Rename one theater. Segment. And Pulp Fiction was showing in the other theater. And I went to my friend, Richard Label. I went... We got to get out of here. <laughs> we that mo- Fuck that movie. Yeah. I like Notting Hill, though. You guys have to admit. Come on. Fuck that movie. Notting New Hill's segment awesome. in the future. Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> All right, and lastly, can you name the John- Jane Austen porn that Hugh Grant was in, but I don't think he took off his shirt? I can. Yeah. That's- Jane Austen porn? Yes, she makes these movies Pride and Prejudice. with these yummy Pride and men. That was, that was the Colin one Firth. with Colin Firth. Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. So now I ask you, when is Jane Austen going to get smart and make a movie called Grant and Firth? 
and they just take their shirts off Grant and run around birth. naked. Grant it's a birthday miracle this week, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, truly. It's birthdays, Yay! everybody. Happy birthday. All right, so uh, that wraps another movie showcast. Together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Here yeah, right. right. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, on Facebook at facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as on YouTube, SoundCloud, Vine, uh, whatever. What what else? Instagram, You're Google Plus, LinkedIn. Yeah. The yeah. internet, people. <laughs> it's six seconds of movie guy. We yeah. do six second reviews. Quick. Boom. We get it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We were you have no time. In six yeah. seconds. We just put, why is that creepy? We thing? just <laughs> say, fuck that movie, and then we move Jeez. on. I thought you meant to do creepy that. Creepy kids you were really playing. Do six second movie yeah. reviews? You guys, how come I've never, have you posted on Facebook? I have. It's on the sure. internet. We'll, we'll send them directly to you. Facebook.com slash movie guys. I was going to suggest this to Dave. I want to plug something here in case anyone hears it. There's yep. a great improv show at the Hollywood Improv on Saturday. At eight o'clock, have you been to Deep Dish yet, Dave? No, oh, I, I, I'm going to. I'm not going to be there on Saturday. Okay. I'm going to be in well, San Francisco. If anybody who's listening Deep is in Los Angeles really at the Hollywood Improv, it's the greatest. It's uh, it's the greatest performers from I.O. UCB, Second City, Dan Backadall, Joe Canale, oh. Rob Janis, Joe Benjamin, Josh Myers. And if you were in Brian San Shortall. Francisco, though, Dave will be performing with the great Rachel Hamilton. Oh, right, oh, on the 13th and 14th. Would you call this so. a Rosowski and series? Because it's always Rosowski and Clifford or Rosowski right. and Hamilton. So it's Rizowski like and Bernard, Rosowski yeah. and Honeycutt. You should really take good. your shirts off. You should get Hugh should, Grant. Should Rosowski and, and Ferd. Ferd. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm taking my pants off on stage. That's because we have a giant slong. Exactly. We learned Hello, this today. Movie guys, it's it's a yeah, it's a breaking news. Jew Jew with a big schlong. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we should also thank uh, Ripley Filipowicz for yeah. the, yeah. being the creepy kids singing. Uh, find out everything else you want to know about David Rosowski at davidrosowski.com and the ADD Comedy Podcast on iTunes. Thanks to Jamie Clark Elvington in charge of watching the board and uh, animal wrangling. And of course, Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. Yay. Yay. Yay.